Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Hasn't the wind been sensational this week? The breeze in the evening, oh man, such a delight. And for us in Florida, this is very unusual. We are usually already hot and humid, even before June 21st comes. I was sitting out the other night, enjoying that breeze, and I noticed the wind is not like a fan. It's not a continuous stream. It's syncopated, like sentences. You'll hear the breeze begin to come towards you, in the, in the leaves, in the tree, gently at first, and then it crescendos and then ebbs away until the next sentence begins. And maybe the crescendo's even stronger this next time. I feel like looking up and saying, what are you trying to say? The mysteriousness of the wind. How does it come? Why does it come? We know the science of it now, but in the old days, they didn't know that. It was very mysterious. You couldn't see it, but it was there. No wonder the inspired writers of scripture use the metaphor of the wind to describe the mysterious power of the Holy Spirit. In the very beginning of the Bible, in the second verse of Genesis, as God's about to create, we hear there was a strong wind sweeping over the waters. Or the literally in Hebrew, it means the Spirit of God was sweeping over the waters. Then in our passage today from the Acts of the Apostles, Luke uses the same words. There came from the sky a noise, like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Luke knows that his listeners get the reference that he is proclaiming God's new creation. It's huge. The birth of the missionary church. And Luke doesn't stop there. The tongues as a fire, an allusion to the burning bush. The fact that everybody's hearing them, even though they're Galileans, not since the Tower of Babel, also in the book of Genesis, have we spoken one language. It's through the Spirit that we all understand the language of the Lord. And then the rest of the Acts of the Apostles, the rest of the New Testament, is a witness to how the Holy Spirit through the Apostles and the new disciples will move like a strong wind spreading the good news of Jesus Christ and rooting the church throughout the world. Rooting it. Philip Gully is a pastor in Indiana. He wrote a little book called Front Porch Tales. And the very first chapter is entitled Growing Roots. He talks about when he was a kid. And in his neighborhood lived Dr. Gibbs. Dr. Gibbs was a very kind man. He wouldn't yell at the kids when they started playing on his property. And when Dr. Gibbs wasn't saving lives, 
He was growing trees. But he had some very unorthodox methods of growing trees. For instance, he didn't water them. So one day Philip's there and he says, Doctor, why don't you water your little trees? He said, well, if I water them, they're going to have superficial roots. I want my trees to reach down deep to the pure waters of the aquifer. I want them to grow up strong. Today, we're here to celebrate Monsignor Robert Gibbons' 40 years of priesthood in Jesus Christ. Monsignor, you are a man and a priest of deep roots. You're not only aware of your rootedness, you're so grateful for it. Roots in your family, your friends, parish and community. Who else do you know who gets up every morning at 5 a.m. to read the obituaries? <laughs> 4 a.m. <laughs> but I know for you, each one of those listings is a person with a history, connections to family and friends in the community. They helped make our community what it is. Now, on Monsignor's 70th birthday, you all got together as parishioners and friends to come up with 70 ways that the spirit flows through his priesthood. So I had a couple of secret agents who were able to obtain that document for me. And I looked through them and I pulled out a few of them that I think are representative of the group. So here they are. Monsignor Gibbons is a pastor who knows his flock. He has built our parish into a strong family. He places himself in his homilies, realizing that he, like all of us, needs to strive to be better. Talking about tradition, Monsignor is Jesuit trained. He went to school in Tampa Jesuit. He has a Jesuit mind, but a Franciscan heart. I wonder if did one of the sisters write that one? Oh, here's a good one. Monsignor is smart, Witty, deeply spiritual, an excellent pastoral leader, self-deprecating with a good sense of humor, and Robert, I can't read your handwriting here. <laughs> and then again about rootedness. Someone said this. Monsignor Gibbons has a fantastic memory. He remembers countless details about family, friends, teachers, and acquaintances going back decades into his childhood. Yesterday, I was doing a little more research on St. Paul's. So I went online and said, St. Paul's, St. Petersburg, history. And this little listing came up from the St. Pete Times. It was an announcement of a wedding that happened here. 
1947. And they even went in detail about the bride's dress. This was really post-war colors. She wore a turquoise dress, a side draped skirt with the accessories in pink, and her hat had pink and gray in it. So anyway, I sent it to Monsignor yesterday. He said, oh yeah, I know them. <laughs> I, did their, I did their funerals, and I know their kids. They go here every Sunday. I married their grandkids, all three of them, and their great-grandchildren are here in our school today. I don't know if you know you do this, but whenever he brings up a memory from his past, it's usually about other people. But he doesn't just bring up the memory. He talks about the implications that that moment had for his life, or for their life, or the life of his family. That's just what he does every weekend when we gather around the Eucharist. He helps us remember the deep-rootedness of our faith and helps us apply it to our lives today as disciples of Jesus. I remember a moment for myself when I was with him. We were taking a walk, and one of our brother priests had just stepped away from active ministry. Now, without any kind of judgment at all, he said to me, I can't imagine leaving. I'm so connected to so many people and families. I can't imagine ever severing that. I had never thought about that. That was a defining moment for me as well. I tried to think of a symbol, a particular symbol for Monsignor's priesthood. What came to me immediately was St. Paul's. Unlike many of our parishes that are built along main highways, St. Paul's is rooted right in the middle of a neighborhood. The architecture of these red brick buildings on the campus, they speak so eloquently of the rich tradition and history of St. Paul's that goes back to 1929 in Monsignor Enright. And then the next year, the Franciscan Sisters of Allegheny came to help run the school, and they're still represented here today in Sister Joan and Sister Kathleen. You're only nine years away from your 100th anniversary. That's a big deal in Florida, and that's an example and a symbol of the deep roots. You know, Philip Gully went back to his old neighborhood years later. It was over a couple of decades. And he made a point to go see Dr. Gibbs' trees. And there they were, tall and strong, robust. In his words, these trees wake up every morning, beat their chests, and drink their coffee black. <laughs> Dr. Gibbs was right. Deep roots are important. Philip says it's changed the way he prays for his kids. He says he used to pray that, Lord, help my kids have an easy way through life. Keep them from the hardships. And then he realized that's just not realistic. Life is tough sometimes. So now 
He prays for them to have deep roots into the eternal to help them at every turn. And that's how the Holy Spirit has been for us as a church through centuries, guiding us, comforting us, sanctifying, convicting us, leading the way in all the mysterious ways that God is in our lives. Monsignor, thank you for your example in this regard and for your priesthood. And through that same spirit who rooted those early churches and continues to root us today, may you continue to lead us to become more deeply rooted in our faith, in our church, and in our lives. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.